This is Because I Said So, parenting advice with love and leadership from the nation's leading parenting expert, John Roseman, syndicated columnist, author, conference speaker, and the only psychologist to point out that psychology has caused more problems than it has solved. From American Family Radio, here's your host, John Roseman. Well, welcome to the show. I'm your host, John Roseman, renegade, heretic, psychologist, author of about 15 books on parenting and family issues, author of a nationally syndicated newspaper column that appears in about 250 newspapers around the country, give or take. And, well, how can I describe this? I'm a traveler to many parts of the United States and even the world in my role as a parenting public speaker. And if if you want to find out more about who I am, you can go to my website at johnrosemond.com. That would be J-O-H-N-R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D.com. And you'll find my upcoming speaking schedule. You'll find my bookstore bio with uh, all kinds of interesting facts about my life, etc., etc. So when I was growing up in the 1950s, I was born in 1947. I am today 69 years old. And by the way, feeling better than I did in my 20s. Anyway, when I was growing up in the 1950s, uh, no one, to my knowledge, consulted parenting experts. Now, granted, There was a book by a very well-known pediatrician named Benjamin Spock that was in print. The book's title was The Common Sense Book of Baby and Child Care, but Spock's book was not really a parenting book in the sense that that term is conceived of today. Spock's book retitled today would be called Pediatrics for Parents, It really covered more medical issues and developmental issues than it did what we call parenting today, which is mostly how to discipline children properly. But um, uh, most people didn't consult parenting books. I mean, there really weren't any. There was Spock's book. There was a collection of articles that had appeared in the 20s, 30s, and 40s in Better Homes and Gardens magazine, and that was about it. And uh, then in 1965, a Manhattan psychologist named, and I have to pause before I say his first name, but I can pronounce it correctly, Chaim Gannat, Manhattan psychologist. Uh, The book was called Between Parent and Child, uh, was published, and uh, that resulted in an ever-increasing cascade of parenting books that began to emanate from the mental health community. And the more books along these lines have been published by mental health professionals, the crazier parenting gets in America, which is why I have a job. So today's program is all about the craziness that is American parenting today. And I certainly do not mean that 
all parents are crazy, but there just seems to be a general insanity that prevails when it comes to the raising of children today. American parents in general have lost common sense to various degrees. I am a member of the last generation of American children who were raised by parents who weren't following the advice of people with capital letters after their names, but instead were following the models set down for them by their foremothers and forefathers over the generations. And these were people who were in touch with common sense. They understood that the raising of children is fundamentally a simple, down-to-earth, matter-of-fact affair, that it is not governed by arcane psychological theories. And for the most part, they simply raised their children the way they themselves had been raised. And this tradition of handing what I refer to as the parenting baton from one generation to the next, generation after generation, had persisted in Western civilization since its founding by Abraham and Sarah. I believe that would be about 5,000 years ago if uh, my arithmetic is correct and uh, my memory serves me well. So as I travel the country as a parenting speaker, speaking mostly in churches, Christian schools around the country, but also speaking in some secular venues to audiences that are, uh, if not completely secular, then they are predominantly secular. And uh, people tell me things during the course of my travels. They share these crazy stories with me. For example, um, someone recently shared with me that her friends recently spent around $300 on their daughter's birthday party. Now, that may not sound like a lot of money, $300 on a birthday party, given the lavish birthday parties that many of today's children are the recipients of. But this was the child's first birthday, first birthday. So the child is 12 months of age. The child cannot talk. The child has just started walking. And the parents spend $300 on this child's first birthday party. They bought lots of stuff with which to entertain the young guests, all of whom presumably were infants, and the guests' parents and extended family. The child, a baby, obviously had no clue whatsoever what was going on. And I should mention that the person who shared this story with me told me that the parents in question are struggling to make ends meet. She asks, or asked, for my take on that. So as my readers know or should know, I am a psychologist, and that qualifies me to determine and assign psychological diagnoses, and as such, it seems obvious to me that the parents in question suffer 
from a now commonplace parenting malady known as just plain nuts, JPN. Throwing a lavish party for an infant is one sign of this psychological impairment. Other telltale symptoms include taking an infant or a toddler to Disney World, and I hear of stories like this all the time, incurring major debt to make sure kids have a happy, as in over-the-top Christmas, buying a brand-new high-dollar car for a 16-year-old, going to StarRegistry.com and having a star named after a child, and taking kids along on a second honeymoon. No, folks, I've heard of all of this, and not just once, but somewhat frequently. Another reader tells me that she knows of a couple who sent their 18-year-old daughter to France for two weeks as a high school graduation present. Well, that's rather extravagant, but it doesn't qualify as just plain nuts. What does, however, is that they also paid for the daughter's 20-year-old boyfriend to go with her. It seems they arranged for the two of them to have separate hotel rooms and made them promise they would not sleep together. Hello? (laughs) As Ace Ventura, (laughs) pet detective, would certainly say, All righty then. Then there are the parents who celebrated their son's graduation from kindergarten. Yes, and believe it or not, there was a full ceremony with caps and gowns, much shedding of tears, and a huge party afterwards by taking him to Legoland in Windsor, England, which happens to be the biggest of the six worldwide Legoland parks. Now, I happen to think Lego makes the best play materials in the known universe, but taking a five-year-old to England to celebrate his graduation from kindergarten definitely qualifies as JPN or just plain nuts. Can you imagine, just imagine what these parents are now going to have to do when he graduates from elementary school. A ride on the space shuttle, perhaps. Hiring a popular boy band to sing at a child's birthday party. Buying a child an airplane as a high school graduation gift. No, these are true stories. Giving a girl a $30,000 diamond bracelet for her 13th birthday. The list goes on and on and on. Even parents who can hardly afford stuff like this are doing stuff like this. To put this in perspective, my high school graduation gift from my parents was $50. That's right, $50. It was 1965. I received a grand total of $50. I do not remember what I spent it on. Maybe records. Probably records. That's probably what I bought. A friend's parents, one of my friend's parents, bought him a brand new Pontiac GTO. He promptly blew the engine, drag racing. Guess whose parents were just plain nuts? A month later, after graduation, my friend blew the GTO's engine while drag racing 
And I still had probably $20. Anyway, we'll be back in a minute with more Just Plain Nuts. Parenting in America Today. This is John Roseman. The show is called Because I Said So. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the show, this iteration of which is dedicated to crazy things parents have done. Crazy things, like throw $300 birthday parties for a one-year-old who doesn't know what's going on, and sending an eight-year-old to France with her 20-year-old boyfriend for a high school graduation gift, having made them promise they would not sleep in the same room. So uh, what I was saying during the first half was that as a consequence of being regaled with stories of this sort all over the country and becoming increasingly aware that uh, this craziness is just part and parcel of American parenting today, I have developed an entirely new psychiatric diagnosis for parents of this sort. It's called Just Plain Nuts. And if you are just plain nuts, then you qualify for you ought to be ashamed of yourself therapy. Here's another one from a big city in the Midwest. This example is from the uh, was sent to me from the by the director of a private school where a kindergarten teacher told a five-year-old girl that she, the girl, was not allowed to sing her favorite nursery rhyme out loud at the top of her lungs any old time she pleased. Not a day went by before the girl's mother stormed into the school and confronted the director, demanding that permission be granted for the child to sing her favorite nursery rhyme out loud at the top of her lungs any old time she chose. The mother's rationale was that because she was paying for her child's education, as opposed to people whose kids are in public school who are also paying for their children's education, although more, let us say, paradoxically, she is entitled to, she being the mother, is entitled to direct the director of the school to create an individualized set of policies for her little precious. If these, the people sharing these stories with me, folks, were not responsible people, I might not believe them, truly. Uh, by the way, the previous story about the five-year-old girl who is being allowed now to practice for a future career in opera any old time she chooses in the classroom is another example of the sort of thing that causes school principals, directors, headmasters, 
and administrators all over the USA to tell me, always after they have invited me into their office and closed their office doors, that, quote, dealing with our students would not be a problem if it weren't for their parents, comma, John, end quote, now, truly, that's what I hear all over the country, public school, private school, Christian school, whatever school. John, the kids are not a problem. Not really. It's their parents. Here's a story along those lines in Southern California recently. A second grade boy at a public school, but a public school that is populated primarily by upper the children of upper-income parents. This second-grade boy, while the class was on break, stole an item from a classmate's desk. He was apprehended. He was taken to the principal's office. He was reprimanded. His parents were called. They came to the school, and they were presented with a copy of the incident report that must, by law, be filled out by the teacher and probably co-signed by the principal when incidents of this sort occur. And the incident report clearly stated that the boy had stolen an item from a classmate's desk, which no one denied, not even the boy. After yielding up several excuses that fell flat on their faces, uh, he finally admitted that, yes, he had taken the item without permission. So the next day, the parents show up with their attorney, who demands that the incident report be changed to read that the boy borrowed the item but forgot to ask the other child if he could borrow it. Simply forgot. This is what the lawyer demands that the school do. Why? Because both the boy and his mother and his father are, but but especially the mother, are experiencing serious emotional distress as a consequence of the wording of the original incident report. And so the implication is that if the school does not change the wording of the incident report, in other words, does not change it to reflect what didn't happen, that the school will be sued. And so the principal agrees, and and I don't blame the individual in question, The principal agrees to change the wording of the incident report to reflect that this poor little boy who's suffering severe emotional distress because an incident report reads factually, the principal now changes it so that it reads that the boy simply borrowed the item but forgot to ask if he could borrow it. So the question is, why... Is this craziness happening all over America in the first place? And my answer is because we have lost complete perspective on children 
and we have lost complete perspective. I mean, we by we, I mean adults and parents in particular, have lost complete perspective on children. Instead of seeing children as emotionally sturdy human beings who do bad things and need to be held completely responsible for the bad things they do, and I'm talking about the latter case, of course, we now see children as fragile, crystalline vessels of self-esteem which can be easily damaged upon which the self-esteem will begin leaking out and the child will, no doubt, from that point in his life, be an emotional wreck. I mean, folks, contrast this with the fact that uh, when I was going through school, there were a couple of occasions when I was blamed and held responsible for something I didn't do. And when I came home and informed my parents... My parents refused to do anything about it, telling me that I needed to learn how to deal with such incidents. I say it many, many times, speaking engagements all over the country. I'm a member of the last generation of American children who were no big deal. I am a member of the last generation of American children who were not idols. I am a member of the last generation of American children who had to lie in the beds they made who were seen and not heard, who stewed in our own juices, who were given enough rope with which to hang ourselves, whose parents did not explain their decisions to us, whose parents did not end instructions with the word okay, whose parents did not do the silly squat down to our level when they spoke to us, whose parents told us that money did not grow on trees, that we would do unpaid work around the house because we ate for free and were protected for free and had our own rooms, which we didn't pay for. In other words, folks, I'm a member of the last generation of American children who were raised sanely. Now, I'm not implying, and I said this during the first half of the show, I'm not implying that all parents are nuts, but there just seems to be a general insanity that pervades American parenting today. People cannot see the forest for the tree when it comes to raising a child. They seem to think that their job is to provide happy experiences and protect the child from unhappy experiences. And folks, when you define parenting that way, and I'm serious, that's what it seems like to me, that today's parents believe that their job primarily is to provide happy experiences for their children and to minimize, if not eliminate, unhappy experiences. And when you think that's your job as a parent, as opposed to preparing an emotionally sturdy future citizen of the United States... Well, then your behavior is frequently going to qualify as just plain nuts. The people in question are fully grown adults who want to be liked by their children. Now, why a fully grown adult wants to be liked by a child 
uh, is beyond me. Personally, I don't care what children think about me. And by the way, all of my grandchildren will tell you I'm a very fun guy to be around. But they also know I don't care what they think about me at any given point in time. Why don't I? Because children do not know which end is up. Folks, the show is called Because I Said So. It broadcasts every Saturday afternoon at 5 o'clock Central, 6 o'clock Eastern. You can do the rest of the math on American Family Radio outlets all over America. I'm your host, John Roseman. If you want to find out more about me and my parenting ministry, you can go to johnroseman.com. Thanks for joining us. God bless you all. Take care.